It's another edition of the Clear with Contact podcast live from the Tyler Hughes Motorsports Studios. Here's your host, Tyler Hughes and Cody Jordan. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Clear with Contact podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Hughes. I am joined by my co-host, Cody Jordan. We're excited to bring you a new podcast for all your short track racing excitement. We are going to try to bring you some insider knowledge of late model racing since we both work in the sport. Cody is a racer turned spotter, myself a racer turned crew chief. We are excited to get this thing rolling. Here we go, man. Episode one. Cody, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about yourself, your racing background, and how you got started into both racing and spotting. Give us some insight on what the transition was like. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Started racing when I was 10. Went to, I was in quarter midgets, went to a 305 sprint car. Shortly after, went to a 360 sprint car, mainly on dirt the whole time in my career. After that, uh, got hooked up with you, went just working on race cars, and then went uh, got an opportunity to spot for you and ended up finding out that, that was my niche. Yeah, I love it. I've been doing that for late models. Tried to get some truck opportunities. Got that last year along with the Xfinity and Cup stuff. So that was pretty fun. Just trying to keep doing that. Yeah. What are you doing this year, man? I don't know. <laughs> I think I'm going to work on maybe some crew chief stuff. Uh, in your kind of field and then uh, definitely try to do some cup stuff as far as spotting road courses go so that should be fun yeah just whenever you can fill in that schedule yeah and when i'm not i'm gonna be on a boat (laughs) so uh i started racing when i was five years old i started out in quarter midgets and at 10 years old i went into mod lights 13 i went into legend cars and uh, started racing at Old Dominion Speedway. I won a championship the very next year. At 15 years old, I went into the late model division at Old Dominion, and I got one win that year. I got Virginia Rookie of the Year for NASCAR. When 2014 rolled around, I kind of had to step back into the legend car stuff just because we didn't have the funding to keep going anymore. And in 2015, my car owner, Paul Green, came along and picked me up and put me in his stuff, and I ran with him for about six seasons, and we had a lot of success, which you were a part of, man. We we had a lot of fun. We won won quite a few late model races and, you know, raced some K&N stuff. We got, only got one top ten out of what we did, but we still had a lot of fun along the way. At the end of 2020, Paul and I decided to part ways. I ended up buying everything that he had as far as cars, equipment, everything, and ended up continuing my business that I had started a few years prior working on other people's stuff. I wanted to keep that going. Luckily, I got a call at the end of 2020 from Mason Bailey to have the opportunity to go to crew chief him full time. I've been doing that ever since and I'm still doing it currently. So we're uh, getting ready for another season and Dominion Speedway. We're going to run for another championship, maybe skip around a little bit from track to track. And uh, hopefully uh, we have a big season and come away with their first championship. You know, I've never won one. Mason's never won one. Chris Phillips, his car owner, has never won a championship. So it would be nice to kind of secure that bag and uh, bring that home. But let's jump into it, man. It's going to be tough to beat Doug Barnes this season. You know, he's uh, off to a strong start. He's three for three. He's coming to Dominion. You know he's going to. They're going to have full car fields. 
he already looks like a contender for the national title if he keeps on this route that he's going. Yeah, for sure. He won, I guess, two weekends ago. That was pretty impressive down at Florence. Just absolutely dominated the field. They had a couple of cars that came up through the field trying to, or, well, I guess they were at the front. Matt Cox, um, Connor Hall, things, you know, people like that, that he just kept at bay the whole time and, and ended up winning the thing. Yep. And, you know, they they had 21 cars at uh, Hickory this past weekend. Yeah, I'm surprised by that. But, again, I'm not because no other track's really racing, and if people are going to go after a national, that's a twin 40 event, and there you go. Yep. He's uh, already got three full car field wins, man. That's that's huge when you're talking national points, which is what he says he's running for this year. But, man, they had a big wreck there, too. It, it, it almost collected Doug. Doug's either got these years where he has a horseshoe up his ass or he's out to lunch as far as bad luck. And this seems to be one of those years where he is firing on all cylinders and he's staying out of trouble already. He looks like he's got that horseshoe back a little bit. Yeah, I feel like every year with Doug, it seems like he has these good qualifying runs and maybe a good run in the beginning of a race, especially these big races he's been going to lately. But it seems like this year they have hit nail on the head. They're they're coming away with wins. They, They can start the race up front and end up front, and that's impressive, and that's scary for these other guys. Yeah, they've they've had so much speed, like like you touched on. They've had so much speed in the past where they've been able to qualify up front and run up front, but they haven't been able to secure what they've needed to win those races on as they're traveling the, these other tracks. So it's it's pretty impressive to see them put all that together finally. So looking at New River All-American Speedway this past weekend, Brendan Queen picks up his second win in the LPP car out of three races, his first of the 2023 season. We think we expect big stuff out of him this year going to LPP and going in the Cars Tour. I feel like Lee will bring a lot of knowledge and experience from the setup side. Brendan's going to have to adapt to some of the new racetracks he's going to. Obviously a three-time champion at Langley Speedway, lots of wins. We weren't sure how he was going to do at some of these new tracks. This was his first time ever seeing New River, and he goes in there and takes twenty grand, man. Yeah, I think that he's answered the question that some people might have had of can he adapt to these new tracks right away? He's he's got it already. Yeah, and another person that came from Langley Speedway last year that did the exact same thing on the Cars Tour and got his first win at Goodyear, which is now New River, Connor Hall finished the second. Yep, second time he's the bridesmaid. The first time that it's actually official since the first week he got DQ'd from Florence for lead falling out of the car. Unfortunate deal, um, but this week he secures it again. Next week he'll be in the Chad Bryant car at Southern National. But Bobby McCarty, man, he comes away P4 in this race. You and I had talked a little while back about Bobby and we were kind of wondering how he would do changing teams and going with Marcus. Marcus has obviously got a really good program going over there. They're really strong. Bobby's had a lot of success in the Nelson cars. However, he's been struggling the last year, maybe two, in the Nelson car. It looked like he needed a change. Looked like the whole Nelson program just needed a change. Curious to see if he's going to take a few races to kind of get his feet back underneath of him with Marcus and 
how long will it be before he starts winning races? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think the whole Nelson deal last year. So Caden Honeycutt came over to Nelson Motorsports last year and did not Im- impress anybody. And Bobby was the same way. It was all year they struggled. Just nothing could go right for that camp. So, yeah, I, I think Bobby going and working solely with Marcus Richmond is going to be a really big help for him. I don't know what's up with the Nelson group. I know they got new drivers coming in this year and things like that. Maybe to give them a little refresh. But for sure, I think I think Bobby needed this for his career. Yeah, I do too. So going back to Caden Honeycutt, Caden comes off of a really good season with Jason Stanley. He goes with Nelson Motorsports, and he struggles. And he goes with Marcus. Things improve, but he still wasn't back to, I don't think, where he was with Jason the year before. He's back with Jason and MDR this year. They go to Florence, have a really strong run. They finish third. I think that maybe the crew chief pairing of Jason Stanley and Caden Honeycutt is something that could be something that could produce a lot of wins and, you know, competitive results. Absolutely. They work well together. You could tell that that year with Justin Johnson racing, and they just linked up that, you know, at the end of the year with Marcus, but then this year to start off at Florence to have a, a great run, end up being a top, you know, top three run, that was perfect for them. So we got the Cars Tour opener at Southern National this weekend. We didn't see a whole lot out of the Junior Motorsports cars week one. We don't know if that's just because maybe Carson and Dale, you know, them running two cars. Carson didn't run so hot at Southern National. I think they played a really good strategy, and they were able to pull a really good finish out of it. Uh, Josh ended up winning the race. The, the Junior Motorsports cars just didn't impress at Florence, and I, I kind of wonder if Carson is, will be able to go back-to-back this year. It looks like they, like I said, they struggled out of the gate. Will it take them a few races to get moving, or will they, or will we see someone new kind of rise to the occasion and, and take the title back away from Junior Motorsports? Yeah, I think Carson really was under pressure last year from Connor, and I think it's going to be even worse this year. You have guys like Connor Hall, Brendan Queen, Zach Maracle, guys that really impressed last year that I think are going to put the pressure on Carson Quaffle this year. And going back to Florence, that that's now the icebreaker. You know, that's now the 400. That at Myrtle Beach was a wild card in itself. Mm-hmm. I think Florence is just as hard, maybe not harder than Myrtle, but just as hard of a race to win, a racetrack to win at, and then you put it, into a tire saving mode type deal that that's a hard race to win so maybe the junior motorsports cars come out in this car store they're used to it they know it and they dominate yeah for sure the florence race definitely played out really weird just in how it seemed like everybody was riding and the people at the back of the pack trying to ride didn't really save any more tire than the guys at the front we when you watch doug barnes's interview he talks about how he had a set pace that he wanted to run that weekend and in the race when he started up front and he never even got pressured to even run that pace so therefore he was all able to save all the tires he wanted to with a really good race car and i think that's why we saw him dominate just because there wasn't those movers from the back of the pack to the front of the pack like you would see in a in a in a really tire conservation race yeah it'll definitely be an interesting year cars tour wise whatever Doug Barnes is going to do. I think wherever he goes, he's now a a force to be reckoned with. He's a threat. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when he goes to places like Dominion as a weekly, now he's got the same 
threat possibility is a Peyton Sellers. Peyton Sellers goes to these big races, and, and he, that's almost a shoe-in to be in the top three at the end. Is Doug Barnes going to do that? I guess we're going to find out. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you'll see him doing this more on a weekly show, on a weekly level, than you will on the car score level. Just from what he's saying, he, he wants to chase a national, and I know Dominion is his home track. And he's really good there, and he's had a lot of success there in the past. He's won two championships, so I'm I'm curious to see how he stacks up going back to Dominion. He didn't win a single race there last year. He came close one or two times, but uh, he just wasn't able to secure that win that he needed to. So going in to Southern National this weekend, who are your picks to win and run up front this weekend? Just this weekend? <laughs> yeah, let's just do this weekend. Uh. I don't know. I'm I'm biased a little bit to Connor Hall. Me and Connor worked well together. I spotted for him a little while, you know, for a little bit. And that was when he was learning these new tracks. That boy can adapt to about anything. So he's been there a few times. I can see him going in there and winning that race just to start the year off right. I know last year put a bad taste in his mouth losing to Carson. I think he goes in there guns a-blazing with Chad. Yep, I agree. And also... If you look back at the $50,000 to win race, Connor had a lot of issues in that race. I think he had alternator issues or something. And yeah, you put didn't him really see a full potential. No, you didn't. But you watched him sit on the pole, and he was up front the entire time before he started having issues. I think you see the same thing out of Connor Hall at Southern National this weekend that you did at that fifty grand to win race. I don't think much has changed from then to now. I wonder if the junior motorsports cars will struggle again, or if Carson will struggle again specifically, uh, like he did last time. I think you see Brendan Queen run up front again. Brendan was very strong there at the 50K to win race. He wasn't with LPP guys. He was with his own guys, but he had some LPP influence down there that race. I think maybe just one misadjustment or something may have kind of hindered his results a little bit, but I think you still see him go back there and run up front. He's already on a tear, two for three with the LPP guys. I, I I just don't see why I can't pick him as a winner for this weekend. Absolutely, it'll be funny. And it's, well, it'll be fun, but funny to watch these two picks that we just made go at it. How often have we put Connor Hall and Brendan Queen in the same conversation? Oh, all the time. They've had their run-ins in the past. They always, you know, they're... They're two really good drivers, man. They're always find themselves up front. They've always been really hard competitors at Langley. I think you see these guys go toe to toe all year long, maybe bumping heads and, you know, having some conflict. But I hope we get a really competitive season out of those two and we see them around each other a lot because those two drive each other to, to be better every week. They don't want to lose to one another just because they've grown up together you know yeah. in the same area front same racetrack so Absolutely. they they just want to outduel each other every time that they're on the racetrack together and i'm it, i'm really excited to see that battle yeah it's gonna be fun to watch for sure so anyway man getting into cup stuff kyle bush with rcr this year kyle has had a strong start in the first three out of the four races that he's entered in third at the coliseum should have won Daytona probably had the caution not come out. Goes and wins California. Not so strong this weekend. He comes away P14 at Las Vegas. But I think that we see a lot more out of Kyle Busch this year in that RCR car. 
I think Reddick showed a lot of potential in that car last year, and I think Kyle Busch is coming back a little bit hungry. Absolutely. When you come from a team like Joe Gibbs, and whether he thinks he was done wrong, or, or he's coming from a spot that he wants to prove not only to himself, like he said in that interview last week, but to everybody else that Kyle Busch is still around and a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, for sure. So big news this weekend, you got Chase Elliott out for an extended period of time with a broken leg. He's gone through you know, a couple of surgeries trying to get that leg straight. Man, just talking about Kyle Busch a second ago, you have Chase Elliott out with a, a leg injury. I mean, do we see the same thing out of Chase Elliott this year that we did a couple of years ago with Kyle Busch? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think Chase is definitely the last two years has been humbled going for a championship. That one was, I wouldn't say it came easy, but it just, it, it felt all year like he was destined to win that championship. And then Larson comes back, wins one. Last year, Chase just didn't have the run in the end of the year that he needed. This year, that could be the driving force to say, you know, hey, here's your here's your parameters, just like they did with Kyle Busch. Kyle Busch exceeded those parameters like it was nobody's business. Does Chase Elliott use that as a, as a fuel to come back and win a championship, do they even give Chase Elliott the same opportunity that they did Kyle Busch? Yeah, that's going to be really interesting if they do or not. I mean, Kyle Busch's was a a, a racing-related incident where, where Chase Elliott's was not. But at the end of the day, Chase is the most popular driver. He's won that award the last few years. Are they really going to keep, keep him out of a championship if he can – find a way to to win a race when he comes back and work himself in the 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 top so many to be able to actually contend in the in the the playoffs yeah well the way i see it kyle bush's his was definitely it was racing related right wrecked in the xfinity race broke his leg they had every reason to say whenever you want to come back you come back and try to win a championship you are a very big figure in the sport chase Elliott being the same way now, if they gave him parameters like they did with Kyle, that that's more so, I, I feel like that is what's needed. Okay, well, hey, you did this snowboarding, not driving a race car. Here's your parameters, buddy. Go go win a championship that way. And if there's anybody else in the field I think wants, you know, could do it that way, Chase Elliott's that guy. Yeah, I, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't give him a waiver to come back and compete. I think injuries are kind of a different deal than not being able to have the funding for a full season and then you're in an extra car for another team and you win Talladega or you're a part-time guy and you win Talladega and all of a sudden you're in. So I think that's a little bit of a different deal and probably deserves a waiver. Yeah, especially now with the charter system. Austin Sendrick, highest finish in Penske car today. He comes away P6 in the Cup Series race at Las Vegas. Could we see a better second year out of him than what we did last year? Yeah, I think him starting out with not winning the Daytona 500 is going to put a lot of pressure on him. Last year, you win the Daytona 500, you're in the playoffs. Not really, I mean, I wouldn't say worried about finishing good, but the pressure's off. Well, now you have a full year with that team in that car. You're going to come out this year hungry, especially now you don't have a win. You got to stack the finishes up and you, you got to go after wins. So I think we're going to definitely see a better year from him. Yeah, absolutely. You look at William Byron, he came in his first couple years. He, it, I don't want to necessarily say he struggled, but it took him a little bit to get his first win. And it just took time for him to build consistency across all the tracks where he's running up front and compete for wins every week. 
I think the same thing happens with Austin Cindric. I think he grows in year two, and he comes away a lot better of a driver, and we see a lot better finishes out of him this year. Yeah, for sure. Let's get back to the race at Las Vegas this weekend. You have Hendrick finishing one, two, and three. Yeah, that was pretty impressive. Josh Berry comes away P29. He's the only one not in the top five with the other Hendrick cars. Impressive showing for the Hendrick guys at Vegas, but what do you think about Josh filling in for Chase Elliott and coming away P29 deep in the field? Yeah, I think Josh is thrown into that situation, so there's not a lot of sim time or anything like that. I think that's really just not the best situation for Josh, especially when you look back at the finish. Now, I'm not sure. I don't want to speculate on how long Chase is out for, but if Josh is the guy going forward, I really am looking forward to seeing what Josh can do in that car over that span. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think Josh has had little seat time in the sim for the cup car. I'm sure he's probably mainly focused on the Xfinity stuff. But if he's going to be the driver for the foreseeable future, I think that you'll see him have a lot more sim time and try to develop his skills for the cup car and try to adapt to that thing over the next coming weeks so that his finishes can improve. I mean, we've seen Josh Berry do very well and all across the board from Xfinity, the late models, everything. It seems that he gets in. Even if it's on a limited schedule. Absolutely. So I think he'll adapt to the cup car. Will we see a win out of him this year? I highly doubt it. I mean, it's the Cup Series, man. You got the best drivers in the world on that thing. Well, man, this has been a lot of fun. We've been trying to do this for a while, and, you know, we hope to continue this every week. With our busy schedules, we're going to try to put out episodes every week. We're going to try to bring you guys interviews from drivers, track promoters, crew chiefs, and even past stories of our racing careers just to – bring you more and more content please subscribe to us on any of the platforms that you're listening on that way you see all of our new content we hope that you guys enjoyed this episode and we look forward to having you back thanks for listening see you next week thanks for listening to the clear with contact podcast make sure you follow us on facebook twitter and instagram just search clear with contact feel free to share and tell your friends until next time